Just this week, I started watching Game of Thrones. I know, I'm a little late to the party, but I have read all the books so I didn't feel too out of touch. I did start watching it a few years back, but I couldn't make it past the second episode. It wasn't the nudity or the violence that made me turn it off. Rather, even knowing what was going to happen having read the books, I couldn't watch the outright cruelty of some of the characters. They're at best indifference to suffering, or they're at worst pleasure and causing others pain caused me to turn off the TV and block it out of my head. I don't like thinking we can live in a world quite so hard and cruel as the fantastical world of the Game of Thrones. But we do. As we recount the passion of Christ, we are affronted by the cruel treatment of our Lord in this world. At best, it is indifference to his plight. At worst, it is pleasure at seeing a threat to power removed. In John's Gospel, he goes into detail about these evil characters. We have Judas, the betrayer, Caiaphas, the high priest, Pilate, the bureaucrat, the Jews, the townspeople who days earlier had shouted, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Now shout, crucify him. This is not Westeros. This is a world we know and recognize. It is our earth. These are our hearts. We too can be undeniably cruel. When we read over the Gospels, we can often try to identify only with the good characters. We can see ourselves in the sandals of Jesus, or of Mary of Bethany, or of Joseph of Arimathea. But we often try to distance ourselves from those we see as evil characters. We don't want to be the rich young ruler who is unable to give up his wealth to follow Jesus. We certainly don't want to be the Pharisees. And we don't want anything to do with Judas. We distance ourselves from these people. We write them off as bad, as hard of heart. We tell ourselves we are nothing like them, and Jesus' world is nothing like ours. Except it is. While the dress and technology may have changed a great deal, our human nature is the same, and we are able to be just as cruel as the men who crucified Christ. How many of us have stood by while someone was falsely accused? How many of us have plotted the demise of a work rival? How many of us have argued that the ends justify the means? How many of us have been indifferent to the suffering of others? How many of us just shrug our shoulders and retort what is truth in this day and age? How many of us ignore the plights of prisoners or convicted felons or drug addicts? How many of us fail to show up at the foot of the cross because it is just too painful? All of us have been cruel. All of us have been willfully blind to the suffering of others. All of us have rejoiced in the downfall of one we consider unworthy. And this cruelty is exactly why Jesus had to die. No matter how hard we try to be the good characters in our stories, every single one of us will fail at some point. We will sin. We will be hard of heart. We will even have times when we rejoice in the suffering of others. We cannot righteous ourselves. 
In the Episcopal Church, we don't like to talk about sin. But unless we understand the depth of our sinful nature, unless we understand the consequences of living a life separate from God, we cannot truly understand the grace that happens on the day of the resurrection. No one understood our sinful nature better than St. Paul. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. We tend to judge others based on their actions and judge ourselves based on our intentions. But as St. Paul tells us, we can have every intention of doing good and still act in evil ways. We can also have every intention of doing good and fail to act in those ways. We can get so caught up in our own stuff, our own baggage, our own house of cards, that we fail to even notice the suffering of our brother and sister. Look at Pilate. To Pilate, Jesus was merely another person. Pilate does try to let Jesus off, as he has not broken any Roman laws. But as the crowd shouts for his blood to be shed, Pilate does whatever any good politician would do. He appeases the people so he can retain his office, so he can retain his power. When we start to see ourselves in the sandals of Judas or Caiaphas or Pilate, it scares us. We do not want to believe we could ever be so cruel to another human, much less to our Lord. But we do it every day. God knows it. And yet, he loves us anyway. I'm not a big fan of praise music. Normally, I'm more of a fan of 80s punk or really even Spanish pop. But this weekend at Happening, the rector chose a song that I have been singing all week. Now, my preaching professor would kill me if I sang from the pulpit, so I'll just read you some of the lyrics. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. And I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming never-ending, reckless love of God. We deserve nothing, especially not the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And yet, God has given us everything. Jesus gave his life and conquered death for you. And that is the glory of the cross. That is the good part of Good Friday. Our Lord, beaten, broken, dirty, and naked on the cross, died a shameful traitor's death so that we, broken, cruel, hard-hearted, stiff-necked, and beloved children of God, could be with him always. Thanks be to God.